0: Friends, we have a big announcement for you today, and I think you've all been waiting for this. So uh, we're going to get to that right away here. Uh, This, as you know, is Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. hello again and welcome back to locked on twins i'm your host brandon warning you can unfollow me on twitter at brandon underscore w-a-r-n-e and joining me the man the myth the legend answer dave brown at answer dave brown on the twitter machine i like to joke that x stands for uh elon musk's ex-wife but we'll leave that alone for right now um Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, we're your team every day. We're going to cook through this early show stuff because we got a jam-packed show and we got a very limited window. But if you want to be involved in the show, hit me on Twitter at Brandon underscore warn at Locked On Twins. Don't literally hit me. Um, and we can answer some questions for you, hang out in the YouTube comments, all that fun stuff. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com/slash locked on to get started. And I forgot to ask Dave Brown, how are you doing?
1: Oh, doing great, Brandon. It's uh, we actually had some snow in kansas city it's a little late for a white christmas but it felt a little bit more like winter the last couple days so we're uh we're locked in we're ready to go
0: locked in on locked on we like it it's 31 degrees and no snow here uh we had a very minimal minimal dusting in my neck of the woods but not much to write home about and why would i write home i i live at home um Fun little announcement for you today. Uh, You're going to be partnering up with me at Access Twins to write some content to continue to post this podcast. And uh, I'm pretty excited about that.
1: Well, uh, I I feel like a writer first before a podcaster, before a talker. Uh, So that's that's kind of our bread and butter. And I think it will help us uh, keep the show uh, focused and it will help us... um, Get more, you know, people sometimes they want to read rather than uh, listen. And yep. uh, we're, we're going to try and be a full service twins uh, blog, oh, blog out. outlet. So it's, I'm excited about it.
0: Well, come one, come all. It's on Substack. It's easy to find. It's access And yeah, we'll have, we'll be your one stop shop for all things twins podcasts, audio, uh, podcasts are audio, podcast writing. Uh, all that fun stuff as well. But that's not the big announcement for today. Um, Surely I jest. Uh, There is a deadline coming up here, and it's to get Hall of Fame ballots in. And Dave, you are a first-time voter. First of all, congratulations, because that's freaking awesome.
1: It's an incredible honor. I'm very I'm earnestly excited about it. I, I take it seriously, but it's, uh, it's more of a, a joyful thing than anything else. It's, uh, it's something I've, I've, I don't know if I've always wanted. I've, I don't know that I've always wanted to vote for the Hall of Fame. But ever since I became a baseball writer, I thought maybe it could happen. And uh, so it is happening for the first time. And I'm um, very excited to do so. And we have to get our ballots in postmarked by the 31st. It, it can only be sent in by mail. It's very old school. In that sense, so uh, I, I, my ballot is ready, and we're going to unveil it for the first time on the show tonight.
0: Have you sent it yet?
1: It's—I uh, have actually not sent it. It is—it is in the envelope. I was going to send it today, but I think I'm going to send it first thing in the morning. But it is sealed in the envelope. Uh, there's like an old uh, Johnny Carson joke in here somewhere about on the, the porch at Funk and Wagnalls. You probably don't even know what I'm talking about, but it's. Uh, uh, it is ready to go. I can't change it now. I guess I could if I steamed it open, but yeah, it is. Um, it's on. It is more or less on the way to Cooperstown.
0: Well, so are hopefully Joe Mauer and a few others. Uh, no, the only thing I know about with Johnny Carson and envelopes is uh, Karnak. So,
1: um, it, that reference that I made is related to that bit. So,
0: okay. Well, then yeah, uh, that's not- like
1: kind of a small. Yeah. If you're a little bit older, you'd understand what the heck I'm talking about, which is the story of my life, I feel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's start. I actually did the ballot uh, alphabetical. So are you cool with just going down the list?
1: Oh, I can shift. I'm not sure how alphabetical I am, but just give me what you got and then I'll roll with your punches.
0: Well, you weren't alphabetical in the text you sent me, and you had Joe Maurer at number seven on your list. Uh, I'm not going to tell you which list because we want to... Bo- spoil the fun, but I, I thought for sure you did that intentionally. Um, but you didn't, or at least you say you didn't. And I believe you.
1: Maybe it was subconscious, but yeah. Uh, so am I, am I to say now what, what we're doing with Joe Maurer? Is that what you want me to do?
0: Joe Maurer ends, uh, his first letter is an M.
1: So I don't know if you want to give that away. That's not the beginning alphabet at all. Uh,
0: not unless it's like an A through L and then M through Z, but, um, I think we should start from the top. Make them wait a little while. Uh, yeah. Bobby Abreu. Bobby Abreu is number one, and uh, I hope people like this. But I'm going to put it up on the screen, like so. So there. If you're if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, those are the same thing, uh, Spotify, etc. You will not see the scrolling marquee. Uh, at the bottom of the yeah. screen. So it's I will make radio, sure.
1: not TV for you guys.
0: Right. Uh, who, Bobby Abreu, your thoughts. What do you have uh, on the screen here for people who can't look at it?
1: Bobby Abreu is one of the people I voted for for the Hall of Fame. I I, I don't know that uh, the tracking by uh, not Mr. Tibbs makes it look like he's going to get in. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's going to get his five. Per- I mean, it's it, he's not going to get in this year. I don't know if he's even going to stay on the ballot. Um, but uh Abreu is one of the more underrated players of uh, our lifetime. And I say that like everybody listening right now. He really is. He ranks 21st in the Jaws list among right fielders. The Jaws list is a, a war related uh, metric um, developed by Jay Jaffe, who's a Cooperstown writer, writes for Fangraphs and other places. Uh, basically, says Abreu is uh, right between Dave Winfield and Vladimir Guerrero Sr. as far as effectiveness of right fielders. It, it sort of measures his peak seasons. And, uh, so he's 21st there and ahead of 13 other hall of famers who are, um, on the list. So he is, uh, kind of a, in the middle guy, he's not a guy who like barely makes it in or, and he's, he's not one of the five or six, you know, he's not Hank Aaron either. He's not one of the best right fielders not- ever He belongs. He's, he hit a lot of doubles, had a lot of, uh, stolen bases, scored a lot of runs, got a lot of walks, and it, to me, it adds up as as a Hall of Famer. He was a, he was a very good defensive player early in his career. Later, not so much. Um, but um, you know, there, there probably are a couple people uh, like Reggie Smith, Dwight Evans. If you are yeah. kind of old timers who who like uh, players like that, maybe they they are similar players in terms of quality to Abreu, and they are not in the Hall of Fame. But I don't have a chance to vote for them. I do for Abreu, and that's why I'm I'm voting him in.
0: I believe 13 straight years of 20 plus steals. I always thought you looked a little short and squat, but he could really get up and go. Uh he had a 30-40 year, 30 homers, 40 steals in 2004. Uh 301 428 544 incredible offensive season. Uh not his best season by war, but just an incredible player. He would I think I can support that one for sure. Um Let's just move on to Jose Batista. I will spoil it for some people that it's a no. Um, and we don't have to spend too much time on the no's, but um, if you let's just say if Batista was a borderline candidate for you, uh, or like is there part
1: of you that wishes you could vote for more than 10? I looked at uh, I mean, yeah, uh, there it is. I don't think Batista. Batista would not get my vote, like no matter what, just because his peak was so short. And yeah, uh, he, he had an amazing career in that his first five or six seasons, he was wandering around, he couldn't find an organization. Then he goes to the Blue Jays and like a year into that becomes the most deadly power hitter in the game. And Harry uh, Nelson, Cruz. that? Cruzat. What's that?
0: Very Nelson Cruz esque, starting his career very slow, and then yeah. Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, if you want to have another Blue Jays tie,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, you know his greatness was kind of short lived, and he doesn't have the the long uh, pedigree to uh, to give too much thought to the Hall of Fame. So he wasn't a guy. I didn't. I I, I looked at everybody closely I, going into it. I didn't think that Jose Batista would be a guy I'd vote for, and and he's not. But uh, a great short career and certainly, uh, tells the story of baseball in the, tw- in the 2000s and the 2010s. And, uh, he's got some exhibits in Cooperstown and that's going to have to be enough for him. I think.
0: Well, especially to hitting that home runoff, Sam Dyson, who he came to find was quite a jackass. So love to see it. And, uh, you know what I mean? Um, let's take a quick pause. Uh, we'll take Jose Bautista. No off the screen. When we come back, We'll start up with Carlos Beltran and move through the rest of the list. But first, a word from FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. I, Dave, I didn't even think of it, but it's Thursday night. There, there was football tonight. I wasn't even paying attention. Also, my fantasy team stink. Joe Flacco's going
1: off, I hear.
0: Well, and uh, it's always good to see someone in the NFL who's about my age still. So, yeah, um, but my season-long teams are cooked. I think I might have a chance for third place in one, and that's where FanDuel comes in. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs, unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Again, 150 bucks in bonus bets if your team wins or if your team loses, but you bet against them. That works too. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. All right, I think, Dave, we're going to have to pick up the pace if we're going to get this done in a reasonable timeline. However, Carlos Beltran is a yes for you. Were you conflicted?
1: In a matter of speaking, I thought about it uh, because of the Astros cheating scandal, uh, which he was a part. And uh, there are, uh, you know, moral and or ethical questions about uh, lots of players in the ballot, some of which I voted for, some of which I didn't for those similar type reasons. Um, I guess I I found it a a forgivable offense, whatever his role is with that. And uh, looking at the numbers, um, you know, he's one of the better center fielders of all time. Uh, he ranks ninth on the jaws list among center fielders. He's right behind Duke Snyder. So that gives you an idea, you know, Duke Snyder of what kind of player Beltran is. Uh, I, I certainly would understand not voting for him based on the Astros thing. And I think it, it, it otherwise cost him at least, uh, some time. Um, you know, he's probably not going to get in this year and maybe he would have had there not been a, a cheating scandal with the, uh, Electronic equipment in in uh, Houston. So uh, I voted for Beltron. Uh, somebody not voting for him uh, would be uh, fine with me, but it, it, it'll take him a little while to get to the Hall of Fame as a result, I believe.
0: Yeah, I got actually a Duke Snyder autographed baseball behind me on my bookshelf. You can't really see my bookshelf anymore because of how my camera set up. But I love Duke, uh, big fan. Um, Beltron had a very near brush with a 40 40 season in 2000 and four, which actually was a year he split with Kansas City and uh, Houston, and then uh, comes full circle back to Houston later in his career. But uh, 38 homers, 42 steals, just an incredible season, almost a a six-and-a-half win season, had a couple sevens in there. So, yeah, uh, incredible player. Who was manager longer for the Mets, Carlos Beltran or Wally Backman?
1: (laughs) I think the answer is is – Beltran, I'm not sure that's a that's a great question though I would like to that would be a great thing to blog about revisiting yep. uh, great Mets managers uh of uh, 10 minutes uh over over history so there's at least two guys
0: Yeah for sure um let's keep it moving to Adrian Beltre uh yes 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 a thousand times yes I assume this was easy for you um there are some people that are a little rankled about him not having a chance to be 100% But I guess, I don't know. If you're a Hall of Famer, you're a Hall of Famer. I don't care that much about 100%. But this had to probably be the uh, easiest windmill slam dunk for you on the ballot.
1: He's one of the more underrated players of our our time as well. I mean, he was a a great defensive player and a very potent offensive player who did most of his best work when uh, he was over 30. He debuted when he was like 19. And uh, his best seasons were, were mostly... Once he turned 30, obviously he, he learned something about w- whether it just be hard work or uh, studying the game or whatever. There's a, there's a player who came in with a lot of natural ability, but worked hard to be better and uh, wouldn't probably wouldn't be a Hall of Famer if not for his, his work ethic in that regard. So uh, just a, a very good, a tremendous defensive third baseman, maybe not Brooks Robinson, but better than just about everybody else after him. And, you know, he hit over 400 home runs. So yep. uh, Adrian Beltre is uh, 477 homers, is 31st all time. Just a dynamite player on both sides of the ball.
0: Yeah, and I feel like his Seattle years were the poster child for war and understanding how much value defense has. Again, we're not great about quantifying defense, but it showed he still had plenty of value. I want to put you on the spot. The year he hit 48 homers, his walk year with the Dodgers, uh, what do you think his fan war was that year? Because I think you're going to guess low.
1: You know, I don't know. I I, honestly, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know what was nine point seven. Oh wow!
0: So very nearly a ten win season, which is uh,
1: absolutely that was before we knew. I mean, he's played long enough that we we didn't really know what war was or exactly. I mean, what it was good for. It was uh, exactly. We really didn't know what it was good for. It wasn't just an Edwards Edwin Starr song. Yeah. Um, but yeah it's uh that's uh you know he's played so long that he's he sort of transcends uh how we uh, quantify and qualify baseball players it's uh it's been a long career for sure
0: man was playing in 1998 that was the 04 season he blew up which incidentally was my senior year of high school so dating myself just a, a little bit there what's that
1: that's that's a coincidence no doubt yeah
0: right uh both had the best years of our lives in 2004 No, i'm No, uh, not quite. Uh, Next up, Mark Burley. Obviously, you probably have some level of fondness for him, but uh, he's a no for you. How hard was that choice? Would he be on a ballot if you were a big hall guy? Would he be on the ballot for Hall of Very Good for You? Uh, Career fangrafts WAR 52.3. I always feel like 50 is kind of where I start thinking about somebody outside of like the Sandy Koufax shortened career, uh, Johan Santana types.
1: Right, um, hard just because I'm kind of surrounded by a lot of White Sox fans on Twitter, and yep. you know I covered Burley a lot when I wrote in Chicago, and um, uh, the Hall of Fame definitely needs more pitchers. I think mm-hmm. there are probably five or six guys who are not on the ballot who probably deserve it. And Sabathia is, is coming on the ballot next year probably, and he's a guy I think I would put in before Burley too. Uh, I sort of put Burley and Pettit and Andy Pettit in a similar. Situation. I think they, they both had very good careers, very respectable, not a lot, not enough great moments, um, you know, and and I'm thinking moments beyond like a Burley's perfect game or no hitter, but great seasons, um, you know, a Cy Young here or there. They just they didn't do, do it for me on that level. And, uh, you know, you asked me if I had more, you know, if I could vote for more than 10 guys, uh, Burley and Pettit might be, you know, on that at the head of that list for, for me. Um, and in other seasons, if there weren't players that I wanted to vote for, maybe I would have voted for them, but so Pettit and and Burley were definitely the most borderline guys as far as the criteria I was looking at.
0: Yeah. And, uh, early balloting 63 public ballots, about 17.4% of precincts reporting, uh, 179 for Abreu, 0 votes for Batista, 62.7% for Beltron in his second year, 97% for Beltre, 7.5% for Burley, Bartolo Colon, 1.5%, he's our next one. He has one vote from Joe Reedy. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, is Joe Reedy a Bengals writer? I'm not sure, um, but anyway... Uh, Bartolo Colon is a no for, a White Sox for most. Player, I
1: know that. That's all I can tell you.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, twin two, actually there's a, there's an, um, what is it called? Whatever grid immaculate grid answer for you. Uh, Joe Creed. Oh, sure. um, Bartolo no is Bartolo is a no for you. Uh, probably not much thought there.
1: Bartolo is a no, uh, great longevity. He's still pitching. He's over 50 years old and he's pitching in, uh, some kind of strange professional league, uh, south of the border. And um, it's great that he's he's doing that. He was an entertaining player, Um, but, you know, not enough Cy Young seasons and then too many mediocre seasons overall. Hey, you know, I wish I could put up mediocre numbers like that, too. I don't mean to sound that as a slight. It's just uh, it just did not add up to a Hall of Fame career by the numbers for Bartolo for me.
0: Do you remember Latrell Sprewell for the Timberwolves saying he had to turn down a contract offer because he had a family to feed? yes well i think I think bartolo cologne is still pitching because he's got a families to feed um but i digress let's move on to adrian gonzalez also a no <laughs> for you uh really good career i thought his swing was tailored really well for fenway um yeah. but a no for you 36.3 fan war um doesn't really trip any triggers for me either
1: He's probably, you know, if you look at uh, where he ranks in first baseman all the time, he's he's probably better than maybe you'd think. Uh, you know, not a huge power hitter, uh, a, a guy that got on base a lot and played really good defense, somebody you'd really like to have at first base for your yeah. team, but um, sort of, um, you know, not those great outlier seasons and just not enough overall to, uh, to garner a vote. Definitely a, a Hall of Very Good mm-hmm. uh, phrase that I kind of, so a little bit nails on the chalkboard, but I think he's perfect for that. Actually, he's a very good player. And, and uh, you know, I looked closely at him because at first I'm like, I'm not sure about this guy. And it, it turns out that it, I guess I was right, but uh, mm-hmm. he, he deserved a, a closer look and a closer examination. He's just not, he's just not good enough.
0: Yeah. Zero votes for him. We're moving on to first baseman, Todd Helton, 79.1%. Todd Helton is a yes for you. How do you mitigate the Colorado factor? Cause we talked about this actually in our most recent episode, but, yeah. um, there is a Coors hangover effect. And so the numbers that you see are uh, a little goofy, but for me, like Larry Walker was a hall of famer because of how he played in Montreal before going to Colorado. Like he was yeah. good enough where I could kind of envision him being great for you. Todd Helton, was that a tough choice?
1: It wasn't. I mean, I, I looked at, at, as, at clo- as closely at, at Helton though, as I did for any other player, because I figured that, Uh, there were going to be a lot of people who would be against him because of Coors Field inflating his statistics. And, of course, for anybody who played their home games at Coors Field, that is going to be an advantage. There's lots of other facets of that, though. Uh, Like you mentioned, the the hangover effect where people go on the road and they're not as good as they otherwise could have been. Those things are hard to quantify. So if you look at things like his road uh, OPS – um, you know, it's uh, it's better than uh, several other players at his position who are in the Hall of Fame, like Eddie Murray. He was a better Todd Helton was a better hitter on the road than Eddie Murray was uh, by some raw numbers. And there there are a few players like that. Um, he's you know, we're, you're never going to take all the mystery out of it because, of course. Um, yep. But it's a ballpark that everybody had to play in. Uh, you know you can hold it against him like you know who are the best first baseman of all time well if there's 20 of them maybe 19 is Todd Helton yep. because of the course field factor but still good enough to be in the hall of fame absolutely and that's why i voted for him
0: for sure better than a 130 weighted runs created plus for his career that's good no matter where you're at and i think that weighted runs created plus for the Rockies gets a little twisted because they get punished for being at home and then they get punished on the road as well so i think there is actually maybe uh, you know, a little bit to that where, you yeah, know, account-
1: war and other stats like it account for a course field. So no. there are things built into the stats of how we measure these guys already that account for certain advantages that maybe they had. So we thought of that already. People don't worry about it.
0: Another Rocky coming up Matt holiday, zero votes so far. You're not going to be the first one. Uh, 49.3 fan war. Uh not bad, but just not there.
1: Holiday, uh, you know, it's funny there are lots of superficial uh, comparisons here with Helton. They even played uh, on the same team, overlapped for a few years and were on a NL pennant winner and um, Helton among first basemen stands out where Holiday gets kind of lost among left fielders. Uh, There's different standards and, uh, you know, Holiday uh, didn't have uh, lots of, uh, you know, cumulative stats either. It's not like he hit 500 home runs, and we're kind of, well, we're hemming and hawing. How much was Coors Field? You know, Holiday's numbers, uh, very good, very representative, uh, you know, a hall of very good type of player. But um, Helton had some things that, that Holiday did not. And that that's why he gets a vote, but Holiday doesn't. And it really wasn't a close call for me.
0: Our first twin, Torrey Hunter, is a no for you. He has two votes so far. Joe Hackinson and Sadiel LeBron. Um, I'm not trying to be a jerk or anything. I just I don't know anything about those writers, and that's not an indictment on them. I'm an idiot. So uh Tori, I know for you. I think he's the epitome of Hall of Very Good.
1: For sure. And and, and Tory was good in a lot of ways that are hard to measure in a Hall of Fame sense. I mean, he was a, a yep. very entertaining defensive center fielder. He could steal home runs with the best of them. And for a few years, he was the best defensive center fielder in the league. Um, But Torrey also had a a lot of seasons that did not measure up defensively. that's hard for people to uh, agree with or understand or whatever, but you you can take a kind of a clinical view of Torrey Hunter and see, well, you know, over the life of his career, he was maybe a 10% better than average hitter and he had great defensive moments and seasons, but he also had lots of seasons where he couldn't get the balls and he was playing center field anyway. And, it, it it ate into his career statistics so um it, it, it isn't really close with Tori as far as the hall of fame based yeah. on his entire career he had some great moments though and you know things that you can't take away from him
0: for sure yeah the move to right field was probably a, a couple years too late uh kirby Puckett style there uh andrew jones is a no for you this might be the first really controversial one uh 60 what is it 67 67 wins above replacement on fan graphs 278 runs above average on defense according to fan graphs but a no for you and i suspect i have a pretty good idea why
1: yeah i mean he's verifiably one of the better defensive players who's ever been and he, he's a guy who would have had my vote but uh 10 years ago 12 years ago he was arrested for domestic violence and yep. that is a disqualifying uh you know moment for me I, I anybody who i was thinking about voting for who was arrested for domestic violence i'm just not going to vote for him and yep. uh you know looking at the body of andrew jones's work he is a hall of famer but um you know it, somebody else is going to have to vote for him it's not going to be me
0: yeah well uh, he's at 64.2 percent. so Not looking like he's going to make it this year, but who knows? Maybe he can hang in there. Uh, Victor Martinez next, um, obviously a no, but uh, career war of 26-7. I think if he stays a catcher longer, which again um, you know, compromises his offensive ability and probably hurts him in the long run, of course. Uh, But if he could do what he was doing for, let's say, three, four more years, I think he gets to be a really interesting case because you adjust for catcher and uh and that. so again, a no, but you know it's it's uh he could have made it with a more time at catcher.
1: A really good hitter, you know, especially for a catcher, um, but was not a real good defensive player, yep. and just did not have a, a long enough uh, peak as far as uh, great uh, moments at the plate to, uh, you know, not as good of a hitter as Joe Mauer, not as good of a, a defensive player, just just too far down the list. Somebody worth remembering, but not for the Hall of Fame.
0: Yep. Up next is Joe Maurer. That's what everyone's here for. Uh, I have him in all caps, yep, just because uh, I'm enthused about his chances. 79.1% with 63 ballots, uh, 53 of him. He's appeared on 53, so only 10 he hasn't, including Peter Gammons, who unveiled his ballot today. That one had me a little uh, curious. So did... One that only voted for Manny Ramirez and A Rod. We don't have time to talk about that. And I don't want you to tear down any part of the electorate, but uh, that was interesting to me. Joe Maurer, though, uh, probably not a tough choice
1: for you. No, I mean, I would say I put as much time into him as I did Helton or anybody else like that. Um, It was because I wanted to make sure, just because I knew that there would be that there's a case. There's kind of like some obvious things about Maurer and then there's a case against him. And I, mm-hmm. I think while his career was short, while his time spent behind the plate was short, um, you know, how we look at him, um, we can still look at him as a Hall of Fame player. I think the, the things that are detrimental to Maurer, maybe we, we knock him down a few pegs, but he's still one of the best hitters ever for a catcher. Yep. And, you know That's literally true. It's not hyperbole. And he was a very solid catcher as well. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, if you take the time and and look at his case a little closer, people will see that. And I'm pleasantly surprised at how well he has done on some of the balloting this year. I don't think he's going to get in this year, but I think it it bodes well for the future, all the the initial push that he is getting.
0: Yeah, it's going to be mighty close. We'll see what happens. Uh, We got to keep moving here, though. Andy Pettit is a no for you. If you... Believe he and Mark Burley are similar. How much does his postseason pitching get you closer to a yes?
1: Yeah, it uh, it, it it helps. Uh, He's actually very si- oddly similar, similarly effective in the postseason that he was as he was in, in the uh, regular season. His uh, mm-hmm. ERA or his uh, something like that—it's like almost exactly the same. So he was good, and that helps him a little bit. Maybe makes him more of a, a Hall of Fame viable than burley but still they both suffer from the same kind of you know lack of cy young contending seasons lack of greatness over full seasons uh that uh, make me not want to vote for them basically
0: 7.5 percent as we noted for burley 10.4 for pettit that seems like about the right amount of oomph given to his postseason numbers uh brandon phillips probably an easy no um I Still remember how he and C. Trent Rosencrans uh feuded for yeah, a I minute. Mean, yeah.
1: True, yeah. I well, we don't want to uh, hold that those rider uh player uh against anybody. Just well, because... I think it
0: was Brian Price's office, but I'm not sure who was managing at the time.
1: Yeah, that that sounds about right. Uh, yeah. Brandon Phillips, actually, if you look at the record, uh, we haven't talked about Chase Utley yet, but I think he won at least one of Chase Utley's uh gold gloves that Utley never won. So, uh, I think Phillips sort of uh. Had, had had a better reputation on defense, but maybe almost too good. I, I think uh, not a Hall of Fame player, a fun no. player. Um, we need more players like Brandon Phillips. We just don't need them in the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, Manny Ramirez is a no for you as well. That one, um, you know, maybe controversial. He was a yes on that one ballot we were talking about. Uh, again, Manny, Manny a- for the same a- reason
1: a- as as Andrew Jones, he was arrested That's what I for domestic violence and that's just uh something that i actually at the start of my research had forgotten about Manny's yeah. in the in the in the news for so much
0: uh mm-hmm. and it,
1: it appears that he's you know turned his life around and, and all that stuff but uh until further notice it's a no for me
0: speaking of another no jose reyes who has some off-field stuff uh very exciting player i got to see him in person in uh 2007 at Shea Stadium, uh, when he was really getting going. And I tell you what, one of the most electric players I have ever seen in my life. Uh 43.9 fangrafts war. But again, uh DV stuff really hurts him.
1: The DV stuff makes it impossible for me to vote for him. I mean, he yep. was an exciting player on defense and he had some good offensive seasons. But even his his numbers over the the life of his career, not close to Hall of Famer, not yep. anywhere near.
0: Right. Uh, A-Rod is a yes for you. Is that any conflicting? It
1: was actually kind of hard to vote for A-Rod because his personality is so contemptible and he, uh, you know, flouts the rules and uh, sort of like, Manny, uh, you know, didn't pass drug tests because of, it seemed like out of silliness or, you know, ignorance, but A-Rod knew what he was doing and was calculating. And so that kind of made me not want to vote for him, but I kind of disregarded PEDs as a um as a factor. I when uh, there's too much to get into as to why, I just didn't I didn't hold it against him. And well, uh, them, he's uh, one of the best players ever.
0: Yeah, That's if Bud Sealy way. didn't care enough to oh no, he
1: didn't. Why yeah, he didn't. why
0: should you? Uh from A Rod to K Rod, he's a no for you. Fangrafts war has him at 16.3. I am of the belief that closers are underrepresented in the hall of fame, but I just can't, I can't put K rod in there. 16 point, whatever war just does not work for me from a closer.
1: He gets a, a bump. Jay Jaffe worked on a uh, closer uh, jaws for closers. He's he's closer to like uh, Joe Nathan and Billy Wagner uh, in that regard. So he's kind of, he's still behind them, but yep. it, it, it makes more, it, it's more of a, a allowable thing or whatever to vote for him. But, very checkered uh, domestic violence history. At least a couple incidences that that were publicized. That's a no.
0: Seven votes for him. It's surprising to me. Same, well, he was uh, he
1: was a great closer. Same, you know, he, he closed better. a lot of big games and won a World Series. People just forget about or don't place a lot of importance on that other stuff.
0: Yeah, and how crazy his start to his career was. Uh, Gary, uh, no, Jimmy Rollins. I'm doing alphabetical. Uh, J. Roll, you have a no uh he is at 13.4% nine votes uh not really trending for anything this year but certainly not out of the realm of possible he's only in his third year
1: you know in 20 years ago he i think he would have gotten into the hall of fame he's got yep. a lot of interesting he's got you know raw numbers for home runs and stolen bases and uh you know he he won an mvp he checks a lot of boxes in that way i enjoyed watching him play incredible uh, much so. you know Very, an excellent player, but he played so much that his percentages are pretty weak. You know, he he had like a 418 slugging percentage and an on-base percentage that was maybe like 325, something like that.
0: 324.
1: Just not, uh, sort of surprisingly, all the things that you think Jimmy Rollins did, and he did, he made a lot of outs. He made a lot of outs. And um, it just, it's surprising to me how much he does not add up to a Hall of Fame player, but he doesn't.
0: He batted 10,240 times in his career. Lots of 700 plate appearance seasons. A- yeah. Absolutely incredible. Uh, 95 weighted runs created plus, but a very good base runner, very good defender, and up to 49.6 fan graphs wore. So if people want to vote for him, I got no problem with it, but it wouldn't be for me. Gary Sheffield is a yes for you. Uh, one of the scariest right-handed hitters in probably absolutely. my lifetime, if not yours too.
1: How soon we forget it was uh, him and Frank Thomas coming up, you know, he's the better right-handed hitter. They were both very deadly. Uh, A uh, a terrible defensive player Uh, does have a, uh, at any position does have a um, a steroid taint. Uh, One of the reasons that I don't pay too much attention to steroids is reasons like with Sheffield. It's, Mm -hmm. he's like, well, I was working out with Barry Bonds and it was kind of an accident and, I don't necessarily believe that story, but, um, I do question like how many players in the league did steroids at some point, where's the cutoff, where do you yeah. stop voting for somebody because they did too many steroids is once enough, not for me, you know, not getting yeah. caught once or doing the steroids once. Does that disqualify you? Not necessarily. It's kind of all a mess. You hinted at Bud Selig it being his fault. It's a lot his fault. Yep. But Sheffield was uh, an amazing hitter. Maybe not quite as good as Manny Ramirez, but um, just st- stole a out of bases. Hardly ever struck out. He struck out like a guy from the 1960s. 10.7%. It, uh, crazy. Um, yep. and, and drew a lot of walks. A great, Just a great dynamite offensive player with a terrific batting stance, wagging the bat around. Uh, I really yep. enjoyed Sheffield playing and he was great and he deserves a vote and you know if you don't vote for him because of PEDs that's fine but yeah. I'm going to
0: stole more bases than you'd expect too 253 almost 600 runs above average offensively he's a yes for me quite easily uh 300 runs negative on defense though that's uh Not really, so good out, really yeah really really hard to come uh overcome uh James Shields pretty easy no I call him Shame yields because the trade that he had uh that brought him to the White Sox for the Padres was a shameful yield for the <laughs> White Sox, uh because kind of they, there. they traded Fernando Tatis Jr., but uh that's not fair to hold against him. Pretty dang good pitcher, uh, big game James when he first came up with the Rays. Uh, very nice career, but just not a Hall of Famer.
1: No, gets credit uh, so- somewhat ambiguously for um. Teaching the Royals how to win, you know, nobody yeah. knows exactly how that happened, but his presence in the clubhouse was, you know, 2014, 2015, leading into the World Series. They give, they gave credit to Shields for teaching the, showing the Royals the ropes. And, uh, you know, I believe it. I don't, that doesn't make mean you're a Hall of Famer, but we yeah. give him credit for being a coach in the field, that kind of thing, uh, and, and a good guy in that way.
0: Yeah, I think his Fangraphs page is broken too, because I'm trying to look at it. It's not working. So well, maybe he doesn't want you to see it. Yeah. Maybe not. Uh, maybe cause he knows what I call him. Uh, chase Utley is a yes for you. Uh, where does he rank among all time second baseman for you? Cause he's going to be top 10, right?
1: I'm going to be, you know, militant about this. Uh, you know, Utley is what is kind of like Beltre without a publicist. Uh, yep. one of the most underrated players of our time of uh, shockingly good defensive player, never won a gold glove. Brandon Phillips won at least one of the gold gloves that, that Utley should have won. Um, just a, a terrific um uh, player who did not get a chance to start every day until he was 25 26 years old 26 then that the Phillies were gaming his I don't know if that's true but you know they were gaming his his time for financial reasons uh you know I don't know if he was a super two or whatever the deal was but yeah. so there was talk of that so his peak is a little uh late and uh not as long possibly because of that but still um you know Utley's one of the best hitters for for second baseman who's ever played the game it's yeah. true i mean i'm not even it's not even hyperbole he really is uh, for for a second, for the guy who uh uh for for home runs and for uh you know on base percentage and all that he's one of the five or six best hitters among people you know who compiled these statistics while they were playing second base yep. it's really good you got to look him up i mean it's do your own research as they like to see on the internet these days, he's, he's incredible. Um, and he's, you know, I don't know if he's ever going to get in the hall of fame. Uh, He's not getting enough votes to do it this year, but if people really dig into chase Utley and his history, they're going to see a great player.
0: 44.8% as of right now. So not there yet. I think that usually bodes fairly well for the future. Uh, it's his first year on the ballot. So we'll see. Uh, Listen to this five-year stretch of war. I know we're going crazy over time, but 7.2, 7.2, 7.2 7.7, 8.2, 8.2. Like, that is just an incredible run.
1: No, it is. And, uh, you know, we didn't still exactly recognize at the time what was going on there. And the the whole, you know, he should have been a guy who got a, at least one gold glove because that award tends to go to... a. a you know, a, a visible offensive player who is not embarrassing on defense. That's Especially usually right. back then. Yes. But he didn't, I don't know if it's because, you know, it goes back to, you know, he's, people thought he was a dirty player and there's, he's you know, stuff the Nets and yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if that's it or not, but um, you know, whatever it was, it should be forgivable at this point in his life.
0: Uh, down to the last three Omar Vizquel is a no for you. I don't think he's a hall of famer as a player, let alone, as a human being. And what ticks me off is how, how so many people missed how good Kenny Lofton was when he was standing behind Omar Vizquel all that time, he gets 5% off the ballot. Omar Vizquel down to 13.4%. So I think he's been dinged pretty hard. Uh, If you look back, let's just say like 2020 Omar Vizquel, if this pulls up was 52.7%, twenty. 18 34%. So he's had much more of a groundswell of support before, but it ain't happening right now.
1: It was looking like he was trending towards definitely maybe possibly uh, you know adverb getting in. Um Ed, but okay. then uh he started a string of uh domestic violence type things and sexual harassment of a bat boy with autism off A and um you know. I guess at some point you just the the player, the person becomes so bad that you you don't want to vote for them. You don't want to yep. celebrate them. and uh, enough people caught on with Vizquel. and you you're right about him not being as good of a of a player as we thought. you know the, the metrics I remember when he was playing. I, I, I paid attention and yep. Mike Hargrove said he's one of the best defensive players I've ever seen. And, you know, that was hyperbole from his manager. But people bought it. Yep. And he, he was a very good defensive player, but he wasn't Ozzie Smith.
0: Yeah, a lot of people try to make him Ozzie, and he's, he's no, not
1: even, he's not he even never that. Yes. He was never as good as that. And his hitting was worse. He, like Ozzie, made himself a better hitter for a few years. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit above league average in a couple a couple times. But yep. his hitting was, was not good enough. And his defense, it's not like... He Was the American League version of Ozzie Smith? He was not quite that, so uh, does not deserve the Hall of Fame in any sense.
0: No, uh, Billy Wagner is a yes for you 24 fangrafts war, war maybe not the best way to measure um relievers, but but plus 28.40 uh win probability added for his career. Again, just a, a tremendous closer, probably a top. Oh, I don't know. Five closer of all time are in that mix.
1: Yeah, maybe uh, six, according to I, I think I had him at six. So yeah, right so around I mean, there.
0: He's right there. I I would have no issues. I would vote for him for sure. Uh, any trepidation there? Were you pretty pretty easy?
1: The thing about Wagner is, uh, you know, he's he's one of the um, he's got some of the fewest innings of any relief pit, you know, any any pitcher or relief pitcher, and that yeah. is a consideration. You know, you know, Raleigh Fingers was out there going three innings, and Lee Smith two or three innings. Eckersley, uh, Eckersley too, uh, and, and even man. Mariano Rivera got multiple four out or more saves. Uh, Trevor Hoffman though came along and yeah. second all time in saves. He's kind of like Wagner in that most of his outings were the uh, three out variety. And I think yeah. the, the admission of um, Trevor Hoffman sort of opens the door for Wagner and other players of his era. You know, Kimbrel will be coming and. Kenley Jansen, uh, once they retire in a few years, those are the guys that we'll be thinking about. Uh, Wagner, great strikeout. You know, other than I think he was the second all-time in strikeouts per nine innings um, among certain pitchers of a certain threshold. So he was he was a great a great player. And um, you know, twenty years ago he wouldn't have gotten the time of day for the Hall of Fame, but the the game has changed. People consider relief pitchers more important than they used to and uh we put them in the hall of fame so and wagner was one of the best of them so that's why he is on the verge of getting in i don't know if it'll be this year but i think it will be by next year
0: 73.9 percent for him yeah let's not forget too Mario rivera spent some time setting up verifiable scumbag john wetland so that did uh He he needed to take a little time to get to where he was going as well.
1: I I didn't see that stuff coming with John Wetland. I'll tell you that.
0: Terrible. Um, Last one, David Wright is a yes for you. I love this vote because the peak for David Wright was just so (laughs) good. Um, He does give me a little Joe Maurer vibe too. Like, I can understand wanting a little more from the player for their career, but still an excellent, excellent career.
1: That's a little bit of a sub theme on the the ballot for, for Wright and Maurer. And to a certain extent, Utley, Um, you know, Wright uh, in in other circumstances with other players, there's new guys coming in next year on the ballot. It's possible if he's even on the ballot next year that I, I won't vote for Wright again, because of, there are other players who are more deserving, but, um, you know, long story short, he, he fit in this year. I mean, his, his, uh, war, and this is not a stat that I quote much yep. I'm Kind of stretching for him, but his war per 162 games, uh, 5.0 and Perfect. the average third baseman is 5.1. So there are lots of ways that Wright didn't, uh, measure up because he didn't have the 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 long career because of his the narrowing of his spinal column he didn't play but 77 games after he was 31 years old so you know he doesn't have a lot of the the statistics that most hall of fame candidates would but he was so good in those years offensively more than defensively that um you know I, i make an allowance for a great player in a short time you know we've done it before with other people kirby puckett Yep. Sandy Koufax. Uh, and I don't think, you know, maybe it's, it's a stretch to say that David Wright was as good as Sandy Koufax, but I think the the pucket comparison, if you look at it objectively, is enough yep. far off. So, um, uh, I might not get a, ch- a chance to vote for him. He might not be on the ballot next year. There might be players that I think deserve it more than him, but I had a chance this year and I, I, I put a vote in.
0: Yeah. He's at 5.8% Wagner, 73, nine, Utley 44.9, Shields no votes, Sheffield 72.5. I don't know if I uh, – 10.1 for K-Rod, 14.5 for Rollins. So you can kind of get a feel for how everyone's trending. I want to run over your yeses really quickly. Uh, Bobby Abreu, Carlos Beltran, Adrian Beltre, uh, Todd Helton – make sure I scroll through these correctly – Joe Maurer, uh, A-Rod, Gary Sheffield, Chase Utley, Billy Wagner, and David Wright. ten votes and uh you suspect you could go over 10 if you had been afforded the opportunity
1: yeah if and if things had turned out differently for some players you know i could vote for 12 or 14 of them but um, uh these were my 10
0: well hey thank you so much for taking all this time uh we did go overtime which i kind of expected even though we specifically tried not to but hey everyone thanks for hanging out with us i'm sure we'll have something real fun for you to close out the week tomorrow uh or we'll just I don't know, stare at each other for 30 minutes and hopefully you enjoy it. So again, for Answer Dave Brown, this is Brandon Warren signing off for Locked on Twins. And we'll see you tomorrow night.